Legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me, dude. What a time to be alive, and I mean that now more than any other episode this year. I'll be candid. A lot of times this year when I said what a time to be alive, I was thinking of better times. I was thinking of other times when I was alive and I thought, fuck, this is better than that time when I was going to say what a time to be alive. So, today starts off on an honest note, dude. It's December, it's Christmas, I mean, fuck yeah, dude. This is so sick, I love it so much. Um, What a place to be in, what a time to be in, you know, etc. Bloody etc. And it's the drunk Christmas episode. Um, I will speak out of school, okay? Usually I hate to, but tonight, today, I will. I've had a few, okay? And I was actually ready to do this podcast about two hours ago, and I had two beers, and I thought, oh, no one will really notice if I'm drunk or not. And I thought, is that the sort of relationship you have with these absolute legends who listen along, who who, who view along on the on the Restless JPEG format? Have you Have you ever lied to them before? Only about weird shit. But apart from that, dude, you know, if I advertise something, it's a drunk Christmas episode. It's not a Christmas episode, dude. Last year, I did a Christmas episode, and it was fun, and we all enjoyed it. I'll come clean. I was sober, okay? And I was sober because it was advertised as such. But this year, dude, I I build it as the drunk Christmas episode, and as such, I'm on the Jamison. I'm having a great time. I'm feeling festive as fuck, to be honest. And I love it. My mum is freaking the fuck out about COVID. She is attempting to cancel Christmas. Even though, you know, you don't have to, mum. You don't have to. She's freaking out. She's freaking me out. Okay. Um, But the good times, they're going to roll. They're going to roll on. Um, And this is real time. Just before I came in to do this podcast, the old guy over the back fence. Now, we have a beautiful pool a beautiful body of water which we bathe in you know because when you when you're as well off as we are in this five person share house driveway privileges first home gets a spot otherwise park two suburbs away go fuck yourself when you're as well off as us you have a beautiful body of water in your backyard okay that's our business it's not yours but we have a uh, we have a net to clean the pool we rest the net on the back fence not a not a big deal but geometrically speaking, it is technically overhanging into that that old bloke's backyard. And we've, we've hung it there for two and a half years. Completely fine. It's not a big deal. It's behind his hedge. He can't even see it. He can't even see it. Anyway, I'm having a, I'm having a beer out the back, having a couple of whiskeys, trying to get drunk enough to uh, adequately, adequately fulfill my marketing campaign on this, on this episode. And we hear... We hear, we hear a sort of a ruckus, uh, a, some, something, there's a commotion. This old guy has got two pieces of timber and nailed them together and he's pushing our pool net off the back fence. We go, mate, calm down, calm down, it's okay, we'll move it. And I go over there and he goes, don't put your fucking net on my fence. Okay, that's what he said. I, I replied, I said, Merry Christmas, okay, because I'm feeling festive as fuck, dude. And I hate this guy more than anyone, but it, not during Christmas, dude. I said, mate, it's okay. Calm down. Merry Christmas. And this guy goes, look, just don't keep it on my fucking fence. This is the sort of energy I'm dealing with right behind me. As, as the crow flies, dude, right behind me, I have a genuine sociopath living there. Okay. And this guy, dude, we're back in lockdown here in Sydney. This guy's not above calling the cops on Christmas night. Okay, last Christmas, the cops were called. It was 7 a.m. Unfortunately, and I and this is where I really don't want to speak out of school, unfortunately, we had got our hands on some pretty aggressive prescription drugs, i.e. Dexies, and sleep eluded me. So we were still up till 7 a.m., cops were called, and I'll be honest, dude, the cops came over, and it was a couple of high fives and keep the music down, okay? These guys weren't narcs at all. 
But as for the old bloke over the back fence, let me tell you, you fucking piece of shit, okay? I will put my pool cleaner in your fucking living room, okay? I'll slap you in the face with it and then freaking put it under your tree and give it to you as a gift. The fucking weapon I use to assault you, I will re-gift to you and you will unwrap it, okay? And, you know, you, you wrap up a goddamn pool net, it's obvious it's a pool net, okay? It's a very distinct shape. But when you see this pool net under your tree, I will watch you and you will unwrap it the whole way and pretend to not know what it is until you finally unwrap the whole thing and say, oh boy, a pool net. Okay? So you've made a powerful enemy. Um, Like I said, if this old guy ever works out how to use a podcast app, he'll know that there's several episodes tarnishing his name and his reputation. And do you know what? I think he's about 75. And I can't fight, so that could be a fair fight. You know, everyone watched Mark Hunt versus Paul Gallen. What about Billy fucking D versus this bloke over the back fence, you know? Someone get main event on board ASAP. Okay, because like I said, I don't I don't know how to fight. My cardio's poor. Um, this guy's been a raging cunt for about 45 years. Honestly, Sportsbet doesn't know who to back. But dude, I'm not above it. I'm not above it. I And... Look, I don't want to flog this old bloke, okay? Even though he's literally maybe the worst person I've ever met. But maybe if he had a 27-year-old son, I can only assume his son's a nerd, possibly an accountant. I'd imagine his sides are short. Short back and sides. But if I could just flog his son, that way society would not look down on me, re beating up a pensioner. But I would still be able to send his family a message that they fucked with the wrong share house, Okay? And yeah, so so yeah, the old bloke blew up just before. I haven't let it go. That's where we're at. On the jammies. Cheers. I will say this uh, podcast, this is going straight to air. This is the 22nd of the 12th, 6 p.m. Um, also, I finished work today at my office job. Some weird shit happened at my work, and unfortunately, um, I've been under the pump recently, re the office work. Um, so no good, but I'm done now. Now I'm on I'm on the drunk podcast, and I'm going to release this straight away because um, I feel like Thursday's Christmas Eve. I don't think anyone would would really listen to a podcast on Christmas Eve. That's my personal opinion. I wouldn't. So I'm going to release it tonight, um, and this is what it is, dude, but uh, let me just try and connect back up to the old, our NBN is on the fritz here, among other issues we are having on the northern beaches, but yes, the NBN is on the fritz, I don't know if that's made the news, but yeah, anyway, a bit of admin, I apologize, sort of got carried away with the whole beating the shit out of a pensioner thing, we're at nine minutes, oh boy, okay, I was afraid this would happen, disclaimer now, I'm not sure if this podcast will be any good, but let's find out together, you know what I mean, um, so, bit of admin, refunds for my Sydney show, uh, they are coming, I am in the middle of working out how to process a refund with my limited IT skills, um, and I'm, I've been absolutely blowing up Tri Booking Support Center. And I've, this lady by the name of Chantel has been helping me through it. So when you receive your $25 back, don't thank me. Thank Chantel. Um, but that is on the way. And I will say, very lucky that I didn't spend the money. Because I took all the money. The, the show, you know, I'll, I'll speak candidly now. The show sold out in about five hours. So, um you know, I'm, I'm loaded to the gills with that cash and it, it was just lucky that I didn't, I don't really like anything or like apart, I only spend my money on, um, repaying debts and holidays and I had no debts and no holidays. So, I mean, you can thank the Australian government, re the 14 grand of my superannuation I took out this year. But yeah, I mean, in another life, I've spent that two grand on a return trip to fucking Prague <laughs> And I've probably lost a lot of fans because I wouldn't be able to refund the money. So lucky that there's no real 
you can't really do anything. You know, I would have bought three tickets to to some festival in April and shut the fuck up, you know, bad luck. It's my money. But thankfully, I didn't spend the money. So the refunds are on the way. Um, the show was cancelled. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dude, i tell you what. <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? Just quietly. I finally sell out a show ahead of time. This has never happened to me before. I sell out a show three weeks in advance. My first time ever. I'm so pumped. Um, I don't know what you guys think of me, Ari, sort of what I get up to in my spare time. Um, and you know, what sort of a, uh, I mean, most of you haven't even seen me fucking do stand up. And I, I tell you what, mate, it's the best kept secret. It's the best kept secret. I should say, um, because dude, I was working very hard to make this show a great success. I was doing gigs every night. I was bopping around town. I was working my material. I was riffing it up. Um, and I was quietly confident it was going to be a very fun show. I was really looking forward to it. And, uh, did I personally, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> after my whole tour got canceled, I put on one show and the day of the show, a COVID hotspot arises. They close Sydney from the spit bridge to Avalon beach. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with Sydney, my venue for my Sydney show was smack bang in the middle of that. And, uh, before I could even ask my venue what we were going to do about it, they post on Instagram saying we are shutting down for the next four days. So, <laughs> I mean, dude, it's honestly hilarious, really. Um, I was working so hard on it. I had some new stuff post-COVID. I had some old bangers I was touring in Adelaide and Perth. I was going to riff. I had two great openers. Dude, it was going to be fucking on for young and old brother. Um, but I will say, mate, take this, take this, take this bit of advice. It's my first bit of drunk advice for the year um so 2020 if there's one thing you can learn from it this is the only thing i got from it so um feel free to use this feel free to disregard it but as a man who looked at 2020 with an eye an eye for success an eye for the future it was my first ever time to the melbourne comedy festival i was doing 23 shows big sydney run going back to brisbane Worked on my show so hard in Adelaide and Perth. Really got it so good. Like, by, by the time I left Adelaide, dude, I was like, dude, this show's cooking, dude. Like, fuck, here we come. I was going to Melbourne. Um, and I was in my green room in Adelaide, I remember. The Friday night show. When COVID was hitting. And it was hitting hard. And uh, I was in my green room. And, like, I got two emails. One that the Melbourne Comedy Festival's cancelled. And the Sydney Comedy Festival's cancelled. Sydney's really the only city I make any money. So there goes like fucking all my income. Melbourne was a big, big opportunity. I thought it's all gone. I proceeded to drink a bottle of red and have a god some bloke in the front row. And uh, it was a mistake. But then I come back, you know, we get back on the gigs. I put on this show. I sell it out. But, 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 whole thing gets canceled. Let me tell you from someone, you know, we've all been affected by COVID, but obviously I've been affected the most. Um, and make no mistake, I am the biggest victim of 2020. No one has suffered more than me. Touch wood. Um, but get it here from the horse's mouth. Honestly, who gives a flying fuck, dude? There will be plenty more shows, you know? Dude, I can go to Adelaide tomorrow. Well, not anymore. But, you know, once these restrictions ease up, dude, I'll go to Adelaide. I'll go to Perth. I'll go to Brisbane, whatever. You know, I'll go back. I'll go back to Melbourne. I'll do more Sydney shows. Dude, honestly, this year sucked. You take it, you move on, whatever, dude. I honestly couldn't give a flying fuck, okay? These things happen. When it's so out of your hand like this, it's like, it's hard to take it seriously. Like, if I made some huge admin error and the show didn't go ahead, I'd be like, that sucks. You suck, Billy. You suck. But, dude, I wasn't going around Avalon fucking licking people on some sort of a pub crawl, you know? And these, this couple who, who got a test and then didn't quarantine, okay? I understand. Everyone thought COVID was defeated, you know? we It's like on Super Mario Brothers when you think you've absolutely knocked someone off and then it goes, sudden death. That was COVID to Sydney. We thought we had defeated it. Now, I'm not going to get on my high horse and say, you know, 
I've been the best self-isolate or whatever. Like, I quarantined pretty hard back when, when the going got tough, you know. I was locked up in the lad pad. But at the very least, you know, I mean, if you need a pop to Woolies or whatever, you shouldn't. But I understand if you did. But to this Avalon couple who got tested, at the very least, can you not go on a fucking rampant pub crawl of the surrounding suburbs, licking everyone with a pulse? Is that is that too much to ask? To not just go around to like seven pubs and eight cafes and fucking spit on anyone you see? I don't think that's too much to ask. I really don't. But anyway. But we're back in lockdown, dude. We're back in lockdown. Um, I will say lockdown. I mean, it was funny when it happened to Melbourne, but come on, guys, this is Sydney. We're not supposed to suffer. We are the elite, as they say. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, if you want to take down Brisbane or Adelaide or Melbourne, I mean, that's one thing. Dude, take Hobart. Take Hobart, please. But not Sydney, okay? Not Sydney. This is the crown jewel of this beautiful nation. Um, and this is really, this, this uh, coronavirus, my show getting cancelled has confirmed my suspicions for quite a while. Coronavirus hates talented men. I mean, just look at the list. I mean, it was Tom Hanks. Then it was me. I mean, the list goes on, okay? The list goes on. So, I mean, yeah, we live in Sydney because we're not supposed to struggle. Dude, if I wanted hardship, I'd move to Kalgoorlie, okay? I know where to go. There's a reason I didn't go there. But anyway. Um, oh, let's keep the apologies going. Uh, for anyone who... <laughs> For anyone who tuned into my... Whoa, it's all happening here. Um, got some stability issues. All right, dude. Oof. How's this looking? All right. The pod continues. Now, for anyone who tuned into my Instagram live... All I can offer is my apologies. Um, it was my first Instagram live. Uh, I didn't really know how Instagram live works. Um, also, I had about 10 beers and ingested a cookie about two hours beforehand. And this wasn't sort of your run-of-the-mill Betty Crocker. This thing was laced with narcotics. So what happened was I did my Instagram live. I, I jump on there and I'm live. Okay, so... I'm going live to the people. This is a very revolutionary way of entertaining. And uh, I'm going live and I'm doing it. I'm live. I'm live to the people. Oh, excuse me. Um, I didn't realize how live works. Okay, so I was basically doing an episode of Get Around Me on, on the live. Okay, so... I didn't really get what that meant or why I was doing it, um, but I thought I was going pretty well. Maybe the first 15 minutes of the live, I was zigging and zagging. The comments, I got to say, you know, my uh, listener to comment ratio was going off. I mean, it was great. And then everyone was saying in the comments, take some questions. I didn't realize that Instagram lives are mostly Q&As. So I thought, let me answer the people's questions. And uh, this is where the live started to go downhill. I, and I apologize once again. I got asked about Australia's top order, i.e. cricket. And obviously I was quite hammered. I got too passionate. I got too aggressive. And the, the viewers started to drop off pretty rapidly. Uh, and then the comments started to turn on me. Now all of a sudden, and the cookie starts to kick in as well. So now I'm like, this edible starts to kick in. I've had 12 beers. Um, I sculled a beer during the live due to the peer pressure, re the comments, and and then now sculled a beer. The edibles kicking in. The comments are starting to turn on me. Some of the questions, re the Q and A, they're actually quite. I think they're in. They're mean spirited. They really were. Um, I think some people. I think some people wanted me to melt down. I think that that was the agenda they had. Um, yeah, the comments turned mean. I started to panic. I'll be honest, my hands up right here. I started to panic and yeah, wow, the live really dropped off quick. Uh, 
and it was really bad. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the live was, uh, I mean, first two thirds, dude, fucking get around that, you know, but yeah, the last 10 minutes, all I can do is apologize. It was just me having a panic attack, um, hammered on Instagram live while people in the comments bullied me. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I apologize. Okay. I've apologized. That's it. But plot twist, a girl who was commenting on the Instagram live then messaged me after saying, you should invite me over for a drink. I said, well, 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 what a, what a world to live in. I said, go on then. Come on round. So the, the cookies are kicking in. I'm slamming beers. The Mandalorian comes out, the season finale. Right? Chuck this on. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. All the lads are on edibles. We're all melting into the fucking floor. Watching Mandalorian. And then bam at the back door. Knock, knock, knock. I go, who the fuck's this? Anyway, it was this girl from the live. She's turned up mid-Mandalorian, if you can believe that. Dude, I was the worst host slash first impression of all time. I said, oh, all right, Kate, nice to meet you. I said, look, babe, uh, I'm going to be a terrible host for the next 17 minutes. I believe Luke Skywalker has just turned up. Um, Just sit here, have a drink, enjoy yourself. Once this is done, look forward to getting to know you. But all I can do is apologize right now. So then I made her sit through the rest of the Mandalorian because it was just way too good, dude. Like Luke Skywalker had just turned up and she's like, oh my God, like, let's talk, let's talk about fucking Ariana Grande's engagement. I was like, look, you just need to fucking sit still and be quiet for two seconds because Luke fucking Skywalker has just turned up. Okay. Honestly, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. I think it was like a $70 Uber from where you live. But Kate, I just need some patience from you right now. That's all I need worst first impression ever i'm watching the mandalorian but i'm also thinking dude this chick's gonna leave and i don't blame her okay horrendous horrendous first impression um but yeah dude and then after the mandalorian i go all right well kate you know what's going on nice to meet you let's have a chat i'm a capricorn what are you ah you know so we start getting to know each other etc um another girl came around a friend of adzi's this girl was very unhinged um she said her f- her favorite soccer team is manchester united but she also enjoys manchester city which uh you can't do that okay that's really the only thing you can't do when you're a united supporter is also aggressively support city so she was a bit of a fruitcake but good energy very bit of a chatterbox and uh and yeah so that was my Friday night. And this is the the real annoying thing about lockdown. I mean, obviously, yes, Christmas is probably cancelled. But the real annoying thing about lockdown is I was going to do this drunk podcast last week. And I thought, no, I'll wait till post-weekend because after my show, I'm going to go out and get hammered. I'll be able to tell all the story. I was going to have the biggest weekend of my life just gone. It's the weekend before Christmas. Oh, so I thought, I'll wait. This podcast will write itself, re the stories. Ended up spending the whole weekend in the house of the lads, getting drunk. I mean, it's, I mean, it's good for me. It's not good for the podcast, though, is it? No. So tough, tough pill to swallow, etc. But all right, let's crack in. I feel like. Okay, first things first, this next thing is not funny. It is a service announcement. Apart from donating blood, this is the only thing I'll ever tell you to do in your life. Okay, so listen up, you bunch of fucking wild legends. Um, But seriously, for a second, this is the only thing I'll ever tell you to do. So fucking do it. Um, Outside of donating blood, which is a fantastic cause. Um, Dude, it's Christmas. It's Christmas in Australia. Everyone must watch A Moody Christmas. It's on stand right now. You can buy it for $2 an episode on YouTube. It's six episodes. This is the quintessential Australian Christmas comedy. It's six episodes. It is fucking unbelievable. I watch it twice every year in December. It is the greatest show on the planet. Okay? I'll explain the concept. 
basically this guy Dan, the main character, lives in London. And each episode is him coming home to Sydney for Christmas. Okay, so each episode is a different Christmas day. It's six years, six episodes, six Christmas days. It is expertly written. Okay, I got a friend who was in um he was in the show, comedian. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Um, my friend comedian Dave Eastgate. It's a fantastic live act. He was he was in the show, and it is phenomenal. It's expertly written. The acting is unbelievable. Um, it's got the hot chick from Underbelly in it. Um, it's just fantastic, dude. You've got to watch it. I swear to God, just watch it. Just watch episode one. It's only six half-hour episodes. You will absolutely love it, okay? This is a fantastic program. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic. The showrunners from this show then went on to work on Brooklyn Nine-Nine during all the seasons where it was really good. Not, I'm not talking season eight, season seven. I'm talking season two, three, four of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The people who created this show, then when I worked on that, okay? This is a fantastic program. It's so quintessentially Australian. It's unbelievable. And uh, honestly, do yourself a fucking favor, okay? I don't know how I could banterously describe it because it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Uncle Tez, his brother Sean, oh, Cora, the hot chick I want to marry. Back off, back off, okay? Back off, she's mine. Um, but dude, watch a moody Christmas, but yeah, dude, it's Christmas. Um, let's crack in. I, and I, I said, I would talk about this. Um, so I will repeat, I won't be editing this one. So, and by the way, I never really edit the episodes. Um, like if I edit the episodes, I either take out like one sentence or like 12, like I'll, I'll just cull like 12 minutes. If, sometimes I try and tackle some concepts that are like sort of a bit above my level of understanding. I try to make them funny and sometimes I'm just sort of don't really get my head around what I'm talking about. And it's like I'm like nine minutes in trying to explain myself and I just cull the whole thing. So when I say I edit the pod, I, I edit whole segments. I'm not I'm not clipping the fucking P's and Q's, okay? So don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, so dude, Christmas is here loving it as i've been pretty explicit about on this podcast dude jamison whiskey i think it fucking fires up my irish cells dude i tell you what i'm i'm a i'm a gentleman's five and a half six in australia but man if i was born in 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 ireland i tell you what i'm a i'm a gentleman's eight in ireland just get get this rig sorted out dude i'm fucking on for young and old um, but yeah, all right, so Christmas parties, I like to talk about them briefly, I went to mine this year, but I've, this is not about my Christmas party this year, this is a culmination of all the lessons I've learned over every Christmas party I've been to since I was about uh, 16, I guess. My first Christmas party, I was 16 and I was a employee at Lollipops Playland, okay? That was a, a playground for children. We were doing a Kris Kringle. I didn't realize Kris Kringle was so important because I worked with mostly girls. So they all got each other a fucking $450 Miranda Kerr moisturizing kit or some shit. I personally just stole a woman's day from the magazine collection near the cafe and wrapped it and gave it to one of the girls. I thought it would be funny. She started crying. So that was my first ever Christmas party. I made a girl cry with how shit my Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle gift was. So I am not talking as an expert on Christmas parties. No one's saying that, okay? These are merely the lessons I've learned from all the Christmas parties I've fucked up over the last few years. I probably haven't... Like, apart from, so I'm 25, 25, 24, I didn't go. Because at Westfield, they wanted me to do stand-up every year. The Christmas party is a fucking nightmare, dude. So I just stopped going. Um, and then the year before, I had to do stand-up at the Westfield Christmas party. That's why I didn't go the next one. Um, oh, that was a whole thing. They made me stand up on a stool 
in front of in front of like 45 employees and start just doing stand up they were like just be funny just be funny so i just started roasting everyone it actually went pretty well but it's more like dude i i want to just fucking sing 24 and chill out i don't want to do this like it was no good i remember i came around to the big boss i was just roasting everyone and i go and dion and he goes don't you fucking dare and i was like oh <laughs> <"Ooh." laughs> he was not a fun guy he was a gay predator but anyway um so these are my lessons that i've learned from my time at Christmas parties, and also I've fucked up a lot of Christmas parties, like I've been the guy who, I was the guy, so this is where it's coming from, this, this is not a guy who knows what to do, this is a guy who knows what not to do, and there's a difference, so these are some of the people you will come across in your Christmas party to just be aware of, okay, these are some of the different characters, firstly, the closeted weapon, this guy might be from accounts and seem like an absolute nuffy, but you get three beers into him, fucking watch out, eh? You know, like, the guy can't string two words together in the office. Six beers later, he's ordering a fucking Uber XL for the whole team to go to the local strip club. Like, be careful, because this guy's on the prowl. And, and I would honestly say, ride the wave with him, okay? Ride that wave. Dude, go nuts with this bloke. He's in a great mood. Why shouldn't you be? Alright, get nuts with this bloke. Because he's not going to remember a fucking thing come Monday as well. He's a no consequences hang. Which is what you're looking for at a Christmas party. Now the next guy is the big boss. This is the head honcho. My advice, get in early. Okay, everyone wants a bit of FaceTime with the boss. Everyone needs to mingle. Neck your first beer, go get your second and make a beeline for the boss sit down, oh, mate, how you going, what's going on, blah, 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 Karen from Accounts got fake tits, can you believe it, get in, she wore that blouse the other week, absolute scenes, you know, just, just get in, chat to the boss for about 10 minutes, okay, show your face, make him laugh, have a laugh with him, anyway, mate, thanks for putting this on, have a great night, and get the fuck out of there, okay, because 10 beers time, you're not going to be in the shape required to converse with a man as powerful as this, okay, So with the big boss, you want to get in early. Now, this next bloke's an absolute favorite of mine. The old bloke who starts telling crook yarns. Uh, You know the old bloke who starts going, yeah, he sees an Aboriginal guy. He's like, yeah, back in my day, we used to just bloody take him around the back and beat the shit out of him, like seven on one. You know, that was the 80s. And everyone's like, Jesus fucking Christ, mate. What the, oh my, what the hell? But then he, then he starts telling, you know, yarns about cheating on his wife and you're back in. But, but yeah, this guy, the, the, the key is stand just far away enough to hear the fucking absolute rancid shit coming out of his mouth, re what he got up to decades ago. But don't be so close to him that people think you're like into it. Okay. When he's, when he's telling all this crook shit that happened in the eighties, just be hanging off the group, enjoying the yarns. And then, but not close enough to be like, oh yeah, Billy also represents those views. Because you don't, okay? This guy's a fossil. Enjoy his outdated views. Uh, now, the, this, next, this next person is two people. The girl you like and the girl who likes you. And I'm going to take a stab and say they're not the same person because they rarely are. So the girl you like, tread very carefully, Okay? Because you're hammered, it's the office Christmas party, you think you guys are fucking getting along like a house on fire, but also, you know, you're just workmates, but then it goes both ways, the girl who likes you, you think, ah, oh, we're just mates, don't worry about it, we're just hanging out, we're both drunk, and then, dude, a lot of stuff can happen, either you, you can either, you can go both ways, you can try and get with the girl you like and fuck it up, maybe you go for it and it goes well and you end up marrying her, I don't know. Maybe maybe the girl who likes you comes in, you go, oh, she's pretty cool, get with her. She's like, ah, oh, I want to get married forever. Or maybe she's like, I actually never liked you. That was all in your head. You know, it can, a myriad of possibilities. But getting with work colleagues is very touch and go. And it's a tough one. 
And yeah, I would just say just be very, very cautious. Ari, um, you know, just sort of ruining your life when you return to work because you could either blow up with the chick you like or you could get with the chick who likes you and they, they can be equally as dangerous. I'll say that, okay? That can be equally as explosive. So just sort of, I don't know. I don't know what to do, okay? I don't know what to do on that one, but just sort of feel it out. Feel it out. But anyway, um, the this is a great one. The One of the older ladies at work who's hammered beyond belief. Dude, just get around her, dude. How good's this? Fucking Estelle's gone nuts. This is unreal. She's had three glasses of champagne. She's she's absolutely sending it. This is unreal. Just get around her, dude. She's providing great energy, great momentum, and uh, and she's honestly providing some of the some of the best bands at the party. So enjoy. Go fucking nuts, dude. But uh, oh, this one I got to say, this podcast has really gotten away from me. Um. We're at 36 minutes. I'm not going to lie. I had like another 30 minutes worth of stuff prepped. All right. I'm going to finish this and I'm going to do a quick cricket wrap and then that'll be it. And I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, so I'm pretty drunk, but you know, I'm making the effort, you know, I'm making the effort. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, now this next guy, the guy you think is hammered, but is actually driving. Okay. This is the guy where you think he's as blind as you are, but he's actually been sober this whole time. Be very careful you don't say anything too fucking weird around this bloke because he will remember everything, okay? Everything. So just be very careful, you know. Is that an orange juice or a vodka orange? Let's get some clarity, okay? Let's get some fucking clarification from Kevin and accounts. Be very careful of him. Um, and then finally, I mean, this is a staple. This is an absolute staple. Probably should have led with this, but the bloke who it turns out is an absolute gearhead. I mean, there's one in every office. Everyone, like, the guy has a sniff of a beer and he's like, Oi, I'm, I've got five bags coming in. Are you in or are you out? I would say, I apologize. Um, I would say keep a healthy distance from this guy. But at the end of the day, free drugs are flying around. You know, I mean, you ride your own race there. Um, but yeah, you don't want to be, t- the, the key with the Christmas party is just in, in and out, just keeping that, Keeping that, uh, it's, it's like you're a boxer with range. You just want to be jabbing and moving, jabbing and moving. You know, you talk to the, the, the woman who's like way too blind, have a laugh with her for 15, move on. Go talk to the girl you like for 15, have an advance with her, move on. Talk to the big boss, move on before you get too drunk. You know, fucking talk to the guy who's a gearhead, move on. You know, you just want to be, just keep bopping around the room, bopping around the room. That is the key to the Christmas party, movement movement is the key okay and here's some tips um i'm sorry if i've sort of gone on about this for too long firstly here's some tips um this is number one do not under any circumstances get emotional do not get caught in a dn dnm do not open up do not tell someone what you really think okay stick and move 10 minutes of banter move stick and move stick and move get on the inside jab jab circle out circle out okay do not get locked in with fucking karen from hr talking about her recent divorce okay do not get locked in with fucking brad from accounts telling me about how you actually have this huge crush on this chick from fucking pr okay stick and move keep moving keep moving that is the key to a great christmas party performance secondly do not be the drunkest person there now am i saying don't get habit no one's saying that. No one's saying that. But you can be the second drunkest person there, but do not be the drunkest, okay? You don't want to be making headlines come Monday. Get absolutely written off, but don't be the incident of the night, okay? Do not be the drunkest person there. Here's another one. Do not get with anyone married at the office, girls or guys, okay? Um, you know, you never know what's going on, you know, fucking Sarah from HR, you think, oh, you know, she's got, you know, she's married, you know, she seems happy, she's always cool, and then fucking a bottle of champagne later, it's all, Jason's a piece of shit, he's cheating on me, I know it, I've always thought you were attractive, do not engage with this, okay, it's, uh, it's 
Mucho problemo, as they say in Queensland. Um, do not engage with these married people, okay? You know, the, the Christmas parties, they're one night out a year. All of a sudden, their hands on your thigh. They're, they're whispering into your ear, but sort of licking you a bit. It's like, look, I'm not in for this, okay? I've got a pretty aggressive crush on fucking Kate from HR. Who is the relevant age? I don't need to be fucking ruining young Timmy's life in year four, okay? Do not get with anyone married. And then finally, this more more to the older people, do not air out controversial opinions, okay? You know, the old guy at work who gets drunk and starts going like, China made the coronavirus and they also made up Black Lives Matter to slow down Trumpy. It's like, okay, well, you shouldn't have said that in a work environment, okay? If you want to get on a fucking YouTube chat room in your own time and start absolutely slagging commies, that's your business, okay? But you're 63... You don't own a computer. Please don't subject us to it here at the party. Okay? So do not air out any controversial opinions. And like I said, that is that last tip is mostly for people over the age of 50. So they are my Christmas party tips. Um, I hope you enjoy them. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I don't really know what I've sort of talked about really, but I've had fun. Does that count for anything? Um, now I will sort of just wrap up the pod now because I know not everyone likes cricket. So I will do, um, some cricket wrap ups. I've had a few requests. Um, I will say guys, thanks for anyone who has listened to the pod this year. I really appreciated it. Um, you know, the pod really grew a lot this year and, um, you know, I did have not really any industry success, but, um, the, the podcast was a constant. I kept it going and uh, I honestly, uh, anyone who's ever messaged me saying, you know, loved it this week or, or great pod this week, love this bit, honestly, keeps me keep keep doing it because, uh, you know, it's a solo podcast. I don't know if this is any good until, you know, I get some positive feedback, really. Like a lot of the times I just send out 45 minutes of fucking God knows what. And I'm thinking, fuck, that was embarrassing. It was absolutely pathetic. What are you doing? But, uh, so anyone who sort of messages me, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Um, I will tour in 2021. Dude, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I'm trying to be a comedian so bad. So <laughs> just leave it with me, dude. I'm, I'm not stressed, dude. I'm fucking inevitable. But I just need a bit of luck, I reckon. <laughs> Had a lot of bad luck this year, as we all have. Um, the Sydney show getting cancelled. I honestly, I, and this is true, I honestly don't even care because it was so far out of my hands. It's like, what could you possibly do, you know? It couldn't have been a worse worse timing, worse location. It was just a nightmare. And the refunds are on the way. I promise everyone who bought a ticket will receive a full refund. Um, but thank you so much for anyone who listened. You know, tag a friend in a Facebook stand-up comedy video. Um, and, dude, what a time. I love doing this pod and I didn't used to like it, but now I like it. And it's because of... All you legends who listen, I really appreciate it. Um, so 2021, I'm looking at maybe having some guests on, um, doing some different shit. Uh, i got to sort of change it up. I, I, yeah, i got a few plans for 2021. Um, so don't use stress. Uh, a lot more stand-up clips on the way. And it's going to be sick. Um, so thank you so much. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate it. I think that's it. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but... Oh, that's right. Sorry. Um, last thing. The pod will take a two-week break over the Christmas period. Um, when I went into Nova to do the babble, the babble, sorry, um, the producer there told me no one listens to podcasts over the Christmas break. So, thank you. That's all the, uh, all the info I needed. The podcast will take a break um, from, this is going out today, and then... The next episode will be uh, the 14th of January. Is that right? Maybe the 7th. No, no, no. The 14th of January will be the next episode. So catch up. Um, I've had some calls. Are a, apparently the old episodes of the pod, like episodes 1 to 16, aren't online anymore. I am working with Spotify support to get those back. I have no idea why they're not on there. I don't really understand... Um, sort of anything really but 
Uh, I'll get it, get those back on. Catch up on the pod. I'm going to do a best of 2020 episode. Um, so you, that'll just be like an hour and a half of just absolute bangers. And I uh, really appreciate it. And now I'm just going to do a quick cricket wrap um, for anyone who likes cricket. But if you don't like cricket, you can just tune out now. That's the end of the pod. So um, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Now I'll just knock over a quick cricket wrap. Um, obviously, pretty short test match. I would have preferred if it went longer, just sort of so I had something to watch during the day. Uh, I mean, I think this podcast, uh, sorry, this cricket match, I should say, really masked over a lot of issues in the Australian team. And I don't want to be a negative Nelly, okay? I don't want to be that guy. And also, I'm not one of these guys who likes to bash the team for a living. I love the Australian team. I'm a huge fan of several of the players. Um, if I met Tim Payne, I'd honestly be rocked. Like, I'd love to meet that man. Um, but here's my analysis. Um, I mean, we did bowl well, but let's be honest. If Rahane didn't fucking run out Coley, we could have been chasing 400 and we would have been well up against it. And then let's not forget, you know, we obviously we rock and rolled India for 36, which was great. We all enjoyed that. But it absolutely painted over the fact that we, in our first innings, got rock and rolled for 170 on a deck that wasn't doing that much. It wasn't doing that much at all, dude. We got rock and rolled for 170. And and let's be honest, I think the difference between the two teams, two moments, the Coley run out, but the second moment was Timmy fucking Payne with 73 not out, dude. That was awesome. Dude, Timmy Payne, I know he's not like the biggest run getter, but I feel like when he gets runs, they're good runs, okay? He gets fucking hard runs. That 73 not out was unbelievable. And I know he got dropped hooking, but fuck, man, he's a compulsive hooker. I love it. I love it. So Payne was unbelievable. And without him, we would have got about 120. So this whole thing, and I I will say this before, I'll, I'll finish up with that. Um, but yeah, so I thought the win really shellacked over the fact that our batting lineup is not very good. Um, Marnus, Labashain and Warner, obviously when Warner comes back, fantastic. Three of the greats in the world. But apart from that dude, I honestly, I don't see anyone getting any runs in that team. And that's, that's just honesty. Dude, no, who in that team is going to bat for, let's say a hundred Let's say you need 150 balls uh, to get 100, conservatively. Let's say 180. Who in that team could bat for 180 balls and not get out to Boomerah or Ashwin, apart from the big three? I honestly don't think anyone. I think when Warner comes back, Joe Burns needs to be dropped. And Will Pekofsky should be playing, but he keeps getting too many voices in his head. I honestly think Joe Burns is not good enough for Test Cricket. And the shellacking he received from the commentators would indicate thusly. I mean, the words Warney spoke about Joe Burns was unbelievable. Um, And also, Joe Burns got 50 not out. They were shit runs. Joe Burns gets fucking soft runs, okay? When I said Payne gets tough runs, Burns gets soft runs, okay? Burns, you know, the only reason Burns is still on the team is because he scored that 170 against Sri Lanka at Monica Oval. And Sri Lanka are fucking awful, dude. And if Sean Marsh was allowed to be in the team until then, he would have got 170 and he'd still be in the team. Okay, Joe Burns gets crap runs. He gets first innings runs on belters, never gets runs against good attacks. He can't play the moving ball. He's honestly crap. Get him out of the team. I want either Marcus Harris or Will Pekofsky in there immediately. Okay? Or if, and if Matt Renshaw can get back into form, I'm not mad at him either. Uh, Matt Wade to return to six. Cameron Green. I mean, if they want to stick with him, I get it. He's a very talented player. I like the look of him, so whatever. Um, But here's the thing, dude. Here's my big thing. How the fuck is Usman Khawaja not in the top six batsmen in Australia? Everyone was saying, oh, um, Matt Wade is in the top six batsmen in Australia. So he has to open. He has to play. Usman Khawaja still averages 40 in test cricket. He's blatantly the scapegoat for every series loss. It's borderline racism the way they keep dropping him. 
He's got eight hundreds at forty. He's a fucking weapon. He's got some seriously tough runs in Pakistan and in Ashes series. Like he's a he's a legend. For me, the team would be so much better if we had David Warner opening the batting with Will Pukowski or Marcus Harris. Uh, that spot's up for grabs, obviously. And then we had Manus, Steve Smith, Usman Khawaja. Imagine we're three for ten. Who do you want walking out, Travis Head? Or Usman Khawaja. Honestly, who the fuck would want Travis Head walking out in that situation? When we could have Usman Khawaja, the fucking man himself, out there doing it. Dude, Travis Head sucks. I personally think he sucks. He's got no footwork. He wants to play everything behind point on moving decks. It's trouble. I'm telling you, Travis Head to go. This whole thing where he's like the next captain of Australia. Honestly, who gives a fuck? Okay. Dude, we've, got a, we've already got a guy on the team playing on leadership skills alone, and that's fucking Painey. And he got 73 not out when the going got tough. Dude, Travis had to go. Usman Khawaja to come in. None of this will happen. This is purely just me hoping for the best in my stupid brain. But anyway, that, those are my thoughts on the team. I think India will get absolutely poleaxed for the rest of the summer because Kohli has left. And let's be honest, like they were looking a bit average anyway. Mohamed Shami got his arm blown off. Umesh Yadav can't bowl. Ashwin's average overseas. Um, and yeah. So I think we're going to poleaxe India. Um, but I think honestly it's going to be... The only spots that matter this year are if Travis Hay can get runs and if one of the openers can get runs. If Joe Burns or someone can get 100 or something, that's the only thing that's going to matter. But yeah. I think the Australian cricket team is standing on false confidence at the moment those are my thoughts um yeah dude i don't know i hope you enjoyed this podcast um thanks for listening dude i'll see you in 2021 it's gonna be fucking sick i'll be back touring um dude i want to speak out of school i know like no one on this podcast has ever seen me really do stand up apart from a select few but uh dude i'm pretty fucking good I mean, if I come to your city next year, I'd really um, appreciate it if you came out. Tickets are very reasonably priced, and um, I literally get drunk with everyone after the show. So if you want to hang with me, come to a show. I would really appreciate it. Um, I would, I would love, love to have some more people come to my shows next year. I work really hard on them, and uh, I hope you can, hope you can make it. But either way, dude, fuck yeah, what a time to be alive, dude. Merry Christmas and a happy fucking New Year. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's stronger me, don't you wait too long, wait too long Oh, 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 oh